You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts, and I am here with my friend and colleague, Mr. Ken Miller. So, Ken, how are you today? I am great, Wendy. How are you doing? You're looking good? Dapper? Oh, I am, I'm great. You know, kids started school. I got a little time to myself. I can actually plan and work like with in peace. Life is good. <laughs> yeah, it is that time of year. I'll, I'll experience all that next week when my kids go back to school. So, yeah. It's it's that transition, right? It and um, with all that comes fall sports, oh. school homework, and all that stuff. But that's a great lead-in for our guest for this episode. Yes, friend, yes, Smith. I'm so excited about today's guest, guys. We have a special guest. His name is Bobby Smith, and Ken and I actually got a chance to present with Bobby when we were in Germany doing the Perform Better conference. And Bobby is a um, owner and he's the founder of his own training business called Reach Your Potential Training. He has done multiple instructional videos. He, like I said, speaks internationally on the circuit. He has an incredible wife who's a physical therapist that we had a chance to meet and they actually work together. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, he has, he'll tell a little bit about his background in sports and and he was actually a student of mine at California University of Pennsylvania that's now Penn West. And so I've known Bobby for quite a while now. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to chatting with them. There he is. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yes. Man of the hour right here. So, Bobby, thank you for joining us. For real. I know you're yeah, super you. busy. So we appreciate you being nice here. Nice you guys again. Yeah. And that was a great trip. We were out in Germany. It was great catching up with you guys. And conference was amazing too so thank you oh yeah your energy is like i've never seen an intro like yours ever before and if you guys ever get a chance to see a you know attend a conference and actually get to do a session with bobby it is something that i can't even do justice so he is full of energy <laughs> made me tired just watching him so it's you know you provided so much information that that was one of the reasons we thought, especially with the people that listen to our podcast on Random Fit here, you would be an exceptional guest because you come from so many different, you know, aspects of work and life, and we can all really relate to what it is you're trying to do for sure. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah. And like my journey started off at Monmouth University. I was a two-sport athlete there, and I was going to be your, you know, standard gym teacher, football coach, and lead my, you know, high school to a state title. And and after, you know, all my injuries that I had through college, I had four surgeries. You know, I tore my ACL. I tore my meniscus. I had to get Tommy John surgery. I dislocated my ankle. And I wholeheartedly feel that, you know, I wasn't training the right way. You know, I was training with a power lifter that tried to make me a power lifter and lifting, you know, heavy weight, slow. I wasn't doing, you know, the running, jumping, bounding, you know, med ball throw exercises that I do with my athletes today. And I you know, I was fortunate enough to continue on training and I was able to, you know, train at the Olympic Training Center. And that's when the first time I felt like I became a track and field athlete and not a meathead football player. And that's when I knew, like, this is what I want to bring back to New Jersey. I want to train high school kids like this. Nice. And, and I think, you know, with with all your background, I mean, you're, you're like like a lot of people in our field, you, you feed off of your experience and, and all the 
you've accomplished and you learn firsthand, um, you know, being a multi-sport athlete and achieving um, the success you achieved at the level you were able to achieve it. I mean, that's, that's not something that a whole lot of people have an ability to anchor to like you have. And that's one of the things that's really impressed me. But what's really impressed me about you, Bobby, is the fact that you've translated that to, to being able to work with kids and other, you know, kids of high school, college, and even higher. Um, so kudos to you for that, because I mean, with four surgeries, that, that, that whole process, yeah. I mean, that's usually one, it's one and done, right? It's like, yeah, Tommy John, or I'll give it a go. And then next time, next surgery, uh, you know what? I don't think sports is for me. So what, what, what drove you to keep going, especially after having four surgeries? I mean, like yeah. I said, the, the pain and the, the time it takes away from the field just to get better and then to get on the field and to do it all again. What, what's, what's the driving force for you to like keep coming back? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, I had some early success when I was a young athlete. I had a you know really good high school career. I was a national champ in the javelin throw as a javelin thrower, you know, an all-state running back, scored over a thousand points in basketball. And like having that success, I just knew that, you know, I was here to do something great and I wanted to provide that for the university that I, I was at. And then also too, that's you know how I met my wife. My wife was my physical therapist. So after my first surgery, uh tore my ACL, like you know, sparked uh, th that love, you know, with her. And I just knew that I can come back from anything after that first surgery. So is that maybe why you kept getting hurt? So you could <laughs> find a reason to see um, her? Yeah. It's all starting to come together now a little bit more about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you kept her in business for a yes, while. Yes, <laughs> I did. Well, I have a question. So, you know, obviously we've talked about your background and, and you were doing these, you know, sports and, and javelin cannot be easy on your shoulder. And I'm guessing that's the reason for the Tommy John. But how do you go from, you know, you've got these surgeries, you're starting to learn. I'm, I'm guessing, you know, through all of your education, because you had a phenomenal teacher, by the way, oh. um, and one of your, your subjects. But how do you go from that to opening your own business? Like, how did you know that that's that's the next step? Yeah. Well, I was fortunate enough to train at a you know sports performance center when I was in high school uh, for two years. It was a small center, and then you know I just knew like that I got so much better in the results that I saw. I was just addicted to it, and I knew like I like could write back into my five-year plan when I was out and training in California, like what I wanted to do, like what I wanted to open up a training facility, and that was like the goal. And I knew like at that time like. I didn't have a lot of experience and I hired uh, Adam fight and Mary Kate fight at the time. Now they're doctor fights, uh, but they, you know, started ripped with me and all three of us came together and combined our skills and made ripped what it is today. Well, those of you guys that are just joining us on Random Fit, um, myself, Wendy Batts, and Ken Miller have the pleasure of speaking today with Bobby Smith, who is the owner and founder of Reach Your Potential Training. Um, and, you know, Bobby, when you're talking about this, too, I think one thing that I know Ken and I are going to dive deeper in is when, when you presented, you know, you focused specifically on female athletes and really youth female athletes. So how do you go from, like you said, you know, a meathead 
football player. Um, that, those were your words, by the yes. way, not mine. Um, but go from a football player, javelin thrower that's, um, you know, at the Olympic trials and, and, you know, at the highest level to, I think I'm going to train youth females. Like yeah. that is like a complete shift. 100%. And my wife's specialty is ACLs. And when I was still training at the time, I kind of handpicked her best athletes. And I was like, oh, this girl's going to Duke. She's like, Sharon's like, you got to train with her. Then I had her sister. Then her um, her neighbor was going to go to Duke with her to play field hockey. And all of a sudden, I had like these seven stud female athletes at one point. And I was working with them, seeing great results and seeing them, you know, getting stronger, running faster and adapting to the training so fast. I was like, man, this is so much fun. And then my wife, you know, when – uh, her gym that she was in closed down because of poor management. After that, I looked at her and I said, let's do our own thing. Let's open up our own. We can do it. And we put everything we had on the line and we opened up a 16,000 square foot facility. And that's when I was training just seven athletes at the time. Uh, her business was booming. And I was like, you know what? We have the capability of, you know, living off your salary right now and just going and letting this thing grow. And that's what we did. And we just put our back against the wall and just, did what we did and get out to the, the community and started seeing great results with all the athletes and just word of mouth and it spread like wildfire. Now it, it sounds like, you know, it, your, your clientele and your systems grew organically, right? You had the, you had the high performing athletes, collegiate level athletes, which facilities don't, you know, they don't just come walking in, but you also got this great resource with your wife, who's a physical therapist. How did the, how did it come to be like the systems that I can, cause I can have, I can imagine having everything under one roof, right? How did it work out as far as creating a system between rehab, post rehab and performance? How long did that take? And what was the process for you to, to meld the two components together when it comes to performance? Right. And it's still ongoing. We're always cleaning it up, fixing it up and trying to look at our program to make sure that we're staying up with the latest research and you know, it did, it did take some time, but once we realized what we had to offer, we are seeing such great results with not only our kids, but also my wife's patients. So as soon as they are done with their rehab, six, like nine months out, they would come right and transition into the, you know, the good side. I like to call it the ripped, you know, in the sports performance side of the facility, but they're intermingling with our athletes in the same center. So like they see exactly what we're doing, how we're training the kids, the energy that we provide. And, you know, it's just one big fun atmosphere. That's awesome. Well, I know that you were saying that you guys do a lot of research. And so, you know, again, with with her focus being ACLs, I mean, is that is that mainly what you feel like you're kind of getting as a transition from her to you? Or is it really kind of everything? Well, they, they definitely specialize in ACLs, but they see, you know, post-surgery, ankles, knees, shoulders. But I would say majority of her athletes that come to me are coming back from that ACL injury. And it's just, you know, that's the thing. Like they do three or six months of rehab three times a week. Then all of a sudden they stop and go back to their sport. Well, they're walking time bomb, you know, like they're not ready to go in to competing at the high level just yet. So we kind of have that transitional period to get them ready to go back onto the field. Well, and Ken, I'm going to ask a piggyback question. So sorry to kind of butt right back in. But, you know, with the research that you're finding, 
can you kind of let our audience know, you know, why are female athletes, especially youth female athletes at a high risk for ACL injuries? Yeah. And, you know, there's multiple reasons, but I would think the biggest one that we're seeing with our athletes now is the time that they're playing, how much time they're on the field. It's nonstop, especially girls soccer is the number one. And it's like they're playing in the fall, then they're playing in the spring, they're playing in the summer. I just partnered up with a local club organization and they came to me because they had 13 different girls tear their ACL in the past year. 13 different girls. Now, also, too, is because of their cue angle, their hips are wider, the knees are coming in, the knees are knocking, and they're just not strong enough to get down in those positions. So not only are their hips wider, you know, their cue angles increasing there, but also they don't get down and bend as well. So we have to make sure that we're getting these female athletes strong to absorb this force so now they can transfer into it onto the field and making sure that they're, you know, cutting safely and sharply. Nice. That's, that's a lot of good information. And, and when it comes to the female athlete, again, the topic that you presented that we had a chance to sit in on was regarding training uh, female athletes. And the, the one hesitation I say I have about saying training female athletes is that just, that's just one component of, what you do in your facility, because, you know, seeing what your programming is about, you have high school, college, and, um, you know, end up and just general group uh, performance. So one of the things I'm wondering is, you know, regarding the female athlete, what are some of the things that you might do differently between a high school and a college athlete, just because, you know, developmentally, things are different, but I'm just wondering how you handle it in your facility, when you have those two groupings of age groups for for females yeah and like can we see a lot of our college athletes that we had this past summer were former high school athletes of ours and i think mm. we we had one new athlete that has not been with us before that was in the college program so it's like we're just keeping building we keep building off of what we did with them in high school and i'd say the biggest difference that we did with our college athletes this summer is just give them more volume because they can handle it and what i always tell you know, parents, when they're coming in, especially with the, you know, middle school, high school athletes is we're building the foundation. It's like when we start building a house, we have to make sure that basement is solid before we start picking out the levels of going up into that house. But what happens, everyone comes in and they want to start picking out the backsplash. They want to pick out, you know, all the appliances of the in the kitchen because that's all the fancy, shiny things. But we have to make sure that we're setting that foundation, especially for our middle school and high school kids. So then once they get into college, then we can start getting to the nitty gritty and into those fine details. Awesome. Well, you're joining Winnie Bats and Ken Miller today with our special guest, Bobby Smith. Um, he is the owner and founder of Reach for Potential Training. And, you know, Bobby, we, we've talked obviously about kind of your, you know, how you got started into training. And then now we're talking about your clientele, specifically the youth athletes um, or female athletes. But I have a question too. I mean, with what you're doing, I mean, we we preach this all the time. You have to have, you know, stabilization, then strength and then power. You have to be stable before you start putting on weight. And then in, in order to you got to be strong in order to increase your power output. And so, you know, we always speak the same languages, maybe in a different way. But do you feel like when your your athletes go back to college, let's say, or even go back to high school and they're doing you know, whatever it is, do you feel like there's still that huge disconnect that there was not so many years ago with with coaches and strength 
coaches and what you're doing today? I think so, because everyone, you know, we're going to do the main lifts. You know, we're going to, you know, deadlift, bench, squat. We're going to do the main lifts, but it's all the, you know, the posterior chain that we're going to be focusing on, especially with those female athletes. It's because they lack that glute strength, that hamstring strength. So we want to make sure that we stay balanced when we're doing our programming. So matching any pushes with our pulls. And we train full body, no matter female, male athlete, and athletes and athlete in our facility. And we want to make sure that we train just like they're going to use for their sport. So we do full body and making sure, like I said, is the biggest thing is staying balanced and doing, you know, all those corrective exercises, if you will, core stabilization. I don't know if that's what they're getting and on the outside. So when they go away for a season, what do you do? Do you give them like a program and say, please do this on the side or do you just wait and pray? <laughs> definitely, you know, some of the athletes come to us and ask, you know, for what we did with them in the summer, or if there's any continuization, what's some extra things that we could be doing. And, you know, it's always that, you know, 5% that are going to, you know, go out and get the extra work in for them. And, you know, what we tell them too is like, let's take a look at the program and fill in the gaps that you're missing. And a lot of times, you know, especially I would say for the soccer, you know, college athletes is everything is fitness, fitness, fitness. We want to make sure we're fit and running, running, running. And it's like, we got to stay strong. We got to make sure that our athletes are staying strong while we're in this process, because that's how we're going to reduce that risk of injury. Nice. And Bobby, let me let me ask you this question about more about program design. So if if, if you mentioned you mentioned that uh, out of a team of athletes that you had over the summer, you had one new one. So I'm always curious, like when we get the returnees, they come back, they know your language, you know them, you know their tendencies and, and where their hiccups tend to be. But when you have that that new person that's coming into the group, how do you integrate that person you know right. into into the into the the stream of of knowledge that's already floating around amongst the group that's already there and it's like we throw them right into the fire you know yeah. like, it's right. like exactly just the one <laughs> and there's like a group of 20 but you know fortunate enough that we had six interns work for us this summer and it's definitely that's one of my favorite times of years not only because we're you know get the college kids out back and we're you know nice and busy but taking that time to get back to the field and developing these interns and giving them that experience, hands-on experience. So it's like, all right, man, you know, Ian, stay with, you know, stay with Jessica the whole time, this session, stay with her and talk, walk her through the program. Because like you said, those athletes know me, they've been with me all the way through high school. So it's like, I'm going into it and I'm explaining it very fast. As you can imagine, talking with my hands, house music's pumping. So they're going, it's like, they're getting right into the fire. I love it. And I can, I, I mean, I see it. You guys have, you have to see it to really understand the energy that this man can produce. It is, again, something I've never, ever seen before, especially before a presentation. And, um, you know, Bobby, how, how is it with the parents? Because, you know, right now, the, the big thing is, is you have to teach your kids to do multi-sport. Like if you do that, the chances of injury decreases. I mean, that's a thing. It's been on the news. It's all over everything right now. So, you know, when these parents are really being the parents, I have the next kid that's like going to make it and he's going to sign the biggest contract and, and they're doing this at a young age. Do you talk to the parents about multi-sport or how do you deal with that parent? Because I kind of am that parent. So teach yes. me. Well, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, when, like, it's tough. It's hard. We're getting into it now. My son's in third grade and it's like, all right, we got football on the, you know, 
right now we're starting to tackle football. Then we're going basketball in the winter. Then we got baseball, but now baseball's on us. Do you want to do fall ball? Basketball's like, oh, we're doing skill work on Sunday. Like what? And it's like, whoa, take a bat. Whoa, hold on. And it's like the, I always feel like the season that the sport is in, that takes priority. You know, my son's like, oh, well, I'm going to football practice over a basketball game, dad. I don't understand. And I was like, well, this is fall season. It's football season right now. So we have to make sure that we're focusing on football. But then it's also, well, that's what's going to happen in the winter. Is he going to get punished because he didn't, you know, participate in the basketball during the, the fall season? So it's hard. It is tough. And there is no right answer. But I would say, you know, making sure that we're doing everything that we can. And if you're going into that one sport, making sure that we're doing the strength training and getting out of that same motor patterns. Like my wife keeps seeing athletes younger and younger because they keep doing the same thing year round. They keep doing the same cuts. They keep doing the same drills. And it's just time under, you know, it's like they're walking time bonds because that's what is going to happen. We keep doing the same thing. So it's, there is no easy answer because these you're feeling the pressure from all these organizations to stay in it or else you're going to be in trouble already. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard. Yeah, no, very, very much the case, because, you know, as we bring up in our in in our other episodes of Random Fit, you know, um, you know, Wendy's just getting into the fold when it comes to sports. Yeah. But my my kids swim and they do water polo. And those are essentially year round. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, of course, with the other kids on their teams, that's that's all they play. But we like just like what you're saying, Bobby. We, you know, whatever is in season, that's what's happening because there's fall ball. There's there's volleyball that's coming up basketball that's that's eventually there and you know i'm glad to hear you say whatever's in season is the priority because that's that's our philosophy because you know we want them to run jump stop change direction on top of all the stuff that they do in the pool but you have those parents that say no this is what they're gonna do right they they're gonna swim they're so good at it they're, they're going to you know junior olympics for for different sports so what's the conversation that you have? Because this is what, this is what I come across every now and then. What's the conversation you have with parents who say, yeah, I understand what you're saying, Bobby, but they really like doing this and we like them doing this. So right. if they're going to play soccer year round. What do you say to them? Then I feel like that's when you have to come into us and that's when you have to do the yeah. strength training and make sure like when that, I love the question, well, do you do sports specific? And I was like, well, we do general athleticism. So I was like, well, especially for soccer, they always feel if the foot's not on the ball, they're not getting better. So with that, like, it's like, all right, well, now I'm going to make your daughter jump higher. I'm going to make her run faster. I'm going to make her last longer in the game. Is that soccer specific? Then I guess we do soccer specific, you know? So it's like, we have to make sure that with these athletes, if they're going to do this, we got to get into train and we got to make sure it stays consistent. We can't come in once every two weeks, once a month, because that's not going to keep the adaptations that we need to get these athletes strong to help reduce that risk of injury. So if we're going to do it, making sure that we're staying on a a training plan to keep them strong and preventing these injuries. And like my wife's business partner, her daughter's a swimmer, like you said, and she's ready coming in at the age of 10 doing rehab on her shoulder because she's having shoulder issues. Yep. Uh, And if you guys are just joining random fit with myself, Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, we're here today with Bobby Smith talking about training female athletes. Right now, we're just talking about training athletes in general and how to deal with parents like myself, because unfortunately, I am that parent right now. You know, my kid was playing baseball and he tried out and made like a little higher team than our rec team. And they ended up at the age of six having four um, practices a week and then a game. And again, he's six. 
And so we've invested a lot of money and a lot of time into baseball. And then he tells me that he wants to play soccer. So this weekend we're trying out for soccer and I'm like, are you sure you don't want to play baseball because baseball is an option. And then I hear myself like pushing that one sport on accident because I'm like, dude, we just spent all this time on baseball. Now you want to play something. Now we got to go buy new cleats and this and that and the other. So, you know, kids are expensive, but it's also, you know, as a parent, you have to understand multi-sport is so good for the kids and it's not about what I want them to do. It's really about what they, they should do. So, so thank you for that, Bobby, because I think I needed that reminder. <laughs> well, it's easy to get trapped in that rabbit hole because, you know, mm -hmm. you see some success that they're having in that sport and you see them building up the confidence and you want to keep them successful. And that's why, you know, we want our young, you know, we want our kids to do sports is not only is to learn from those life lessons that sports provide for us. So are you going to ever push the javelin on your kids a little bit? I always sell her when it's the backup plan. It's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll do the standard three right now. We're in football, baseball, you know, basketball. And, you know, if things don't go well, then it's like, all right, I can always rely on teaching them how to throw the jab. Awesome. So, what age were you when you did that? Sorry. Uh, sophomore in high school. Wow. That's yeah. So. All right. So talk about javelin again, when we, when we, uh, you mentioned earlier about your surgeries and, and having gone to your wife, Sharon, as your physical therapist, um, I'm really curious now going back to the business side of things. And I know my relationship with my wife and I know a lot of people's <laughs> relationship with their spouses, but the business side, of it you know you have you have the the good side as you said and then you have the rehab side um and you said she she has a business partner so from a you know taking a step back and looking you know from that thirty thousand right. foot view how does that work with you guys as far as okay how are we going to do this you know what's the direction i mean now you got you have your 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 couple's hat on and then you have your business hat on right. how is that how's that been for you as as the business owner yeah, like it's not easy to be honest. With you. Oh, I, I, that's why I'm asking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so my wife's business is the main leaseholder of the facility, so my business wow. actually pays her rent. But now she made me like the director outside, so like she has her office, so she's in charge of her office. I'm in charge of the facility out in the training room. So that's where we kind of like made sure of like, all right, you know, I'm out here, you're out there, but she's still obviously, you know, you know her now. She comes out and is like, all right, change this music. What's going on? You know? <laughs> she has the final say, but you know, I'm in charge, if you will. Uh, yeah, you're never in charge, Bobby. Trust me, you will never be in charge. <laughs> the, the, air, the air quotes were appropriate. Yes. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Yeah. Hence the word training female athletes. We need yeah. to teach you like the training, the you know female philosophy that we're always right. And in order to stay married, just say, yes, ma'am, whatever you need. <laughs> battles. You do. And it's hard because we do bring it home because we love what we do, you know, and that's the hard part about it. And I remember when we were first dating and one of her athletes tore ACL and like tore for the second time. And she just like stopped dinner, couldn't even eat, was like, I was just like, we're at a nice restaurant. Can you finish your meal? Like, and she's like, you just can't. Like, cause it's like that pit in your stomach. You just worked with this athlete for nine months and all of a sudden she got it, you know, tore her other ACL. Like it's, we live it because we love it. That's mm -hmm. all I can, how I can explain it. 
So my, my next question, you know, with, especially with the female athlete or, you know, specifically soccer, so it doesn't even have to be female. I mean, we know that, you know, the differences and Bobby, maybe you can explain to our audience. I know we know, but you know, the difference between contact and non-contact injuries, and then have you seen like a major change, especially in your area because of your focal point of those numbers decreasing, or is it still like an all time high? Well, definitely, you know, the research that we can go off of, of the one soccer team that we've been working with now for our 11th summer in a row, and they've had zero non-contact ACL. So non-contact is like when they're running out there and they're changing direction and all of a sudden you see their knee just come in and go. And, you know, obviously contact when they're getting hit or someone's pushing them off balance, that's something that we can't obviously, you know, prevent or reduce that risk. It's going to happen. But, you know, we definitely see the athletes that we're training, you know, not have that happen to them because of, you know, what we've been doing and the success that we've been having in our program. So with them, not only do they have injuries have gone down, but performance has gone up. They've won three state titles. They were always fighting for, you know, that championship that they're going after. So I lot of like to think a lot of that success has started with us bringing them, you know, or them coming to us 11 years ago. So that's that's awesome work, Bobby. And I mean, testament to all the hard work and the research and again, the collaboration between the both sides of the business and obviously great communication between you and the athletes and holding them accountable, but also communications with the coaches. Um, now, we've talked about working with athletes, working with, you know, talking to parents and discussions. Yet. How are discussions with the coaches now? Because not every coach is privy to the system or the logic of, of programming, program design and creating, you know, general athleticism versus sports specific. How do you onboard a coach into your thought process of, of conditioning? Right. And that's like, I just literally was talking to a basketball coach this weekend and trying to get his boys into our facility this, you know, coming off season. And this is the time now it's like, yeah, we see a lot of girls soccer, but then fall and spring, that's when we see a lot of basketball athletes. And, you know, we do have some success training uh, teams in the past with some basketball. So it's always relating to the success that we've had in the past. So that's definitely, you know, brought that up. But also, too, with him and it's like just breaking it down and telling him what we're going to do. Like, we're not going to have a basketball when we're in our facility. We're going to slow things down, teach them these proper positions and then get them strong. And then that last phase is get them nice and explosive. So they're jumping through the roof. So it's like. It's easier now because we've had the proven system, the proven success. So it's an easier sell, if you will. But also, too, it's like, all right, well, what do you want? What do you see? How can I help you? And that's what I definitely have learned. Instead, of in the beginning, when I started, it was more of like, this is what we can provide. This is how I run it. How do you like, let's get your athletes in here. And now it's more of like, hey, coach, what are you seeing from your athletes? And we had one athlete that we've been working with for a couple of years now. And he's like, man, I just need him. And he's like doing his basketball crossovers. Like it's like hard. I was like, yeah, definitely. I know exactly what you mean. We could definitely work on that. But it's hearing his side and what he wants from his athletes and then how we can make that work. So it's always going in open minded and making sure it's a partnership working together. Love it. So, Bobby, I have a, a, a question because, you know, it was interesting. I was um, interviewed with another company and they were asking about being a female trainer, working with female athletes um, and, and comparing how I would train a female in comparison to a male. 
And it kind of took me off guard because I train off of assessments and, and movement patterns and, you know, specifically um, what they need because I don't do as much group training as I do individual training. And so again, that's why I'm interested in your answer because you're the opposite. So how, because, you know, obviously we talked a little bit about cue angles and, and our genetic makeup, female versus male, but what about mentally? Like, how do you train? Because you have to train separately. Men go in or boys go in and they want to be, they want to look good. They want to be strong. And it's about what their numbers are. Women or younger females are about the social aspect and everything. So how do you, how do you train them? Do you train them together ever? And then if, if not, right. what is your philosophy of way of training the different groups? Yes. And 100%, I train a male athlete different than I train a female athlete. Now, exercises, same. No, same. We do the same program no matter what. But how I provide it or how I you know, deliver it is going to be different for that. Because just like you said, females are about the community. They want to feel safe as one in there. And then the males come in. It's the egos that come in. They were about the numbers. Let's get weight. And how then it's like, you know, you puff up your chest, let them know that you're here, talk a little bit louder, a little bit deeper. But then the females, you give them that little sass back to them. Uh-uh, we ain't doing that. No, no, no. Yeah. You give them that attitude right back to them. They love that. But uh, I think, you know, it's fun. I love training both. We do have some mixed in there. And it is different, in, you know, because it's like, what's the reading the group? What's the majority? What do they want? How do they need it? And then it's providing that service for them. But I think at the end of the day, it's just having a fun atmosphere where they can compete against one another and to get them the results to keep them coming back. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Um, and, you know, just to close off, Bobby, I have uh, one one more question for you. And I'm sure our listeners at this point are wondering, OK, well, Bobby's got this great system. He's He's got this program through reach your potential training um working with kids i have a kid don't want them to get hurt i want them to prosper and be durable for the sport how can someone get more information about your thought process your philosophy and and a, a follow-up to that is what's coming up for 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 bobby smith and sharon smith and and when it comes to reach your potential i think for us like what we're looking for uh, is another facility you know, like we're in talks with a, a, another gym owner that is kind of uh, more local to where we're now living. It's only, you know, I believe it or not, like 20 minutes away, but it's too far for uh, this bubble that we live in for them to drive to us. So we're you know, trying to get a facility a little bit closer because it's a different group of athletes that we're not getting. And we want to make sure that we can provide for the community that we live in. And I think for that is what our main goal is going on right now. And you know, my wife is like, are you going to be able to do two facilities? You can't be at both facilities where do you really want to take this on our kids now? You're coaching them more. And I was like, I do like I want to take this on because I want to provide for our community and like seeing my son's friends come to us and seeing their parents come and like seeing them out and about and then seeing the success on the field court, wherever they're at. I think that's, you know, the future of where we want to provide for our family. Well, two and facilities. Yeah, I know. Right. Good luck with that. Um, and, and Bobby, again, I know that, you know, you're speaking more internationally, you know, you obviously provide education locally and, and, and of course, whenever and wherever you can present, but you also, you know, if you want to tell everyone too, that you've got some educational DVDs, like, I'm not sure exactly what those, 
entail. So, you know, maybe they can learn some more about that as well. You know, we teamed up with Athletes Acceleration and Pat Beef, and we have three educational products. Our first one was the Coach's Guide to Jump Training and teaching, you know, our system about how we develop and how we program our jumps. And then the second one, we went into the complete guide for training the female athlete. And that's when we did everything. It's basically how we run our whole system through our warm up, speed, agility, plyometrics, our lifting. And, you know, one thing with that, we get a lot of questions is like, oh, well, what do you do for the guys? And it's like, it's the same thing. We do the same. We train the athletes the same. What we wanted to market is this way. So people realize how we need to train our athletes, no matter, you know, male, female, but that kind of buzzword we wanted to get out there because we do see so many more, I would say 70% of our athletes are female athletes. And then the last one we did is our dynamic warm-up, showing our system on how we warm up from a joint by joint approach. And I've definitely heard a lot of positive feedback from all three of those products that we have. You're doing some amazing thing, Mr. Smith. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Keep it up, man. Um, I mean, like, like Wendy said, you know, listen to you speak the energy you had but uh that that was one component but the content that you had to deliver was awesome but nothing could replace the times that we had lunch and dinner together we just yeah. you know as as presenters and professionals in our field one of the things that i love is just being able to kind of let your hair down and talk <laughs> freely and just you know it's like i didn't know that you know the stuff you learn over over a meal especially when you know you're uh, you're you're tapping that little barrel uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I have. No, it was my the, the fun that I love too is like you yeah. can't pay for that like no matter all these online educations that we can do but just like you said like getting out there having dinner having drinks opening up Saren, you know talking shop like that's always the best part of the conference for me uh, yeah. me too me so, too yeah. and it was nice to get to know your other half too she's amazing yeah. as well so um, but thank you again for taking the time out of your day. You know, again, I think the knowledge that you're able to, to spread, especially about training female athletes, but just athletes in general, and then also talking to the parents to say multi-sport is always good and, yes. uh, and knock some sense into us there, Bobby. <laughs> well, I appreciate right. you guys too and everything that you guys do for the field. So thank you. All right. Appreciate you, Bobby. All right. So for those of you listening to us and listen to this episode of Random Fit here with uh, Bobby Smith of Reach Your Potential Training. And again, the emphasis, again, was working with female athletes. But again, for what Bobby does, you know, why just keep it to one genre where you can affect different ages, different groups, different sports and, and see the results that he did. So, again, thanks, Bobby. And if you like what we listen, what you listen to today on Random Fit, please like, follow, subscribe, share, download. And more importantly, let Wendy and I know what you want to hear next. So until next time, take care and be well.